0: right, left, right, left, march, left, right, left, right, left, right, left, march, march.
1: What's going on, everybody? I am Timothy Lawson, and you are listening to Fuel for Warriors, a podcast collaboration between Lawson Entertainment and Lock and Load Java. Each and every week I talk to a military veteran, an athlete, or anybody that encompasses the the Feeling of being a warrior, that character, that tenacity, that that driven character that we identify as a warrior. And of course, we know that there are just so many different ways that you can be a warrior. There are some different ways that you can apply that to your life and be recognized as one. This week I have a couple guys from BloodStripes.com and uh, the podcast Cigars and Sea Stories, uh, Michael and Sebastian, both Marines, and they're going to talk to us about what it's what they view as being a warrior, how the military influenced that perception for them. We're going to hear a little bit about their podcast and and why it's unique inside the uh, the podcast space, and then as always we'll figure out what uh, what challenges they're facing and lastly what ultimately inspires them. When you get finished listening to this week's episode, be sure to check out lockandloadjava.com for all of your coffee needs and go to lossentertainment.com if you want to check out some more of our programming. Lots of all the episodes of Feelful Warriors is there, including my interview with Medal of Honor recipient Kyle Carpenter, as well as my other programs like Tim and Derek do what they want, Marson House, One Too Many Veteran Suicide, etc. We're going to hear a couple words from Carl, and then we're going to move on to the interview. Thank you for listening. Enjoy.
2: Hey, Warriors. This is Carl Churchill, co-founder and chief coffee officer of Lock and Low Java. Thanks for taking the time to listen to our friend and fellow veteran, Tim Lawson, as he interviews risk-takers who've embraced the warrior ethos. I know you'll love our guest today, and when you're finished with the episode, head over to lockandlowjava.com and use the coupon code FUELFORWARRIORS to receive a 10% discount on our premium coffee and cocoa. Stay motivated, my friends, and keep challenging yourself.
1: All right, warriors, we're back for another episode and this week I have Michael and Sebastian from Cigar and Sea Stories, both marine veterans. Fellows, thank you so much for joining me. Yeah, glad to be here. Our pleasure. Yeah, we just got done recording uh, an an hour special uh, of your of your show, Cigar and Sea Stories, where I had the pleasure of talking about the Marine Corps and podcasting and uh, homelessness and a whole <laughs> slew of topics uh, that uh, this morning I had no idea I was going to be talking about, but uh, it was it was a lot of fun and. Uh, I you know de- definitely think that uh, I wanted to flip the the conversation and put you on the other side of the microphone and get you featured here on Feel Warriors.
2: Awesome. Right?
1: So let's uh you know so I want I want both of you to answer uh you know the general questions that we have um and you know we can you know Michael you can go first and then Sebastian. You know this is Fearful Warriors we we talk about the warrior mentality, that character, the culture, the ethos. So you know so each of you what uh what is a warrior when you think of a warrior what do you see what is their character like
2: uh character is a great word um i specifically uh see heart um you know a lot of times being a marine a lot of people tell you oh yeah boot camps 90 percent mental 10 percent physical you know um i disagree with that i want to say it's 80 percent heart and uh, and ten percent physical and ten percent mental because you you have to want to be there you got to be committed to it you know um, and I think that's the biggest thing that I've seen as far as a warrior and seeing other warriors uh, well-roundedness is you know mind body and soul as far as uh, a warrior a poet and a uh, and a philosopher and what I love in that is the soul of a warrior needs to be hardened um before they actually go into combat, before they go into service, uh, before they go down range. Um and you know, the same could be said in other warrior cultures. But yeah, for me it, it all boils down to heart, you know, whether or not your spirit's there and uh, and ready to go into conflict. So
0: that's my
1: yeah. take on it. Absolutely. Sebastian?
0: For me it uh on a primal level, I mean you look back at human history you had hunters that would go out and hunt for food. Uh, those probably same individuals would be the ones that were protecting their their small family unit. I think that drive has never left us, but we've evolved. Um, now, you know, the analogy of the sheepdog exists, and I think it's I think it's incomplete in some ways, but it's a good starting off point. Yes, um, we as creatures as uh, a class in society has have evolved from being wolf like and fighting to fight to this sheepdog mentality of my people are my charge. That's it. Like I am the sheepdog, I protect them. Uh, we we operate under the guidance of leadership. However, we all carry that burden on us and. To me, that is the extension of a warrior in our society today is that person is willing to take that on and carry that through their life.
1: Yeah, absolutely. They're both good answers. How has... So, you know, I don't know if you were, you know, if you have any idea what, uh, what your answer to that question would have been before your service, but just looking at... Uh, you know, the transformation that you took through enlisting and then serving and then, you know, getting out. How, how did your military service, uh, you know, help influence your view of what a warrior is?
2: Um, I, think, I think that the Marine Corps shows you what a warrior is when you step on the yellow footprints and actually go through the indoctrination process or recruit training and you understand, um, you know, I mean, the most prideful event of my life was receiving the Eagle Globe and Anchor. And I'm not ashamed to say it in a Motard sense. I mean, that was just like the greatest feeling in the world that I knew that I could be a Marine forever. Um But I think that your medal is tested uh, and it's tested in little ways from no hands in your pockets when you're walking around base to... um You know, we're going to throw you into the fray and you're going to be driving the high back around Ramadi, Iraq uh, with no weapons system on it. You know, so I think what it is is they give you all the tools that you need to succeed. Uh, Maybe not necessarily in boot camp, but along the way through mentorship and esprit de corps that comes out of being a Marine. You know, like for me, I love the spirit of Marines, honestly. it, it's not like a, it's not a motivational thing. It's one of those things where it's like, I enjoy esprit de corps. I enjoy brotherhood. Our motto is always faithful for a reason. Um, so we always believe in one another and we always align uh, based on that. So it's unique in the sense of like it, it, it helps you build courage within yourself uh, for any test that you have along the way, whether or not that's a test of patience and having to fill out, you know, ORMs and stuff like that for going on weekend liberty or uh, or having to call a nine line while taking contact in the middle of a field in Afghanistan. So, um, you know, and being able to call on your brothers, whether that's Marines or FMF corpsmen, you know, uh, I think that's been the biggest thing. I think it's funny how much. Love actually goes into a warrior's way of being. You love your country, so you're going to serve. You love your brothers, so you're going to protect them. You know, um, it, it's all of that. It's it's weird how ferocious we can be as the world's, you know, elite fighting force, yet at the same time, we do it entirely out of love. It's almost ironic. Um But, you know, it it also goes all the way down to, like, you're chilling with your boys in Oceanside in the Purple Church or something, and before you know it, somebody just knocked out your buddy, and it's like, oh, hell no, long hair's going down. So, you know, it's it's everything. There's a common thread and an ethos that goes through, and that's exactly what the Marine Corps taught me along the line. And it, oh, my God, it's carried over so much into my transition into being, you know, a civilian on the back end to where it's like Jocelyn here. This guy was my bunkmate in Iraq on my second tour, and now he and I work together on Cigars and Sea Stories. I mean, like, how great is that? You know, anytime we have a business process or anything like that 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 comes up, we always just throw it back into a Marine Corps analogy and then keep on trucking. Um, You know, like, any time we go into stuff, we we create five-paragraph orders for what we're going to do next, because that's what we know. That's our process. It actually works out really well, by the way, just a little... (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> <laughs> Exceedingly well
2: <laughs> You know And, and I, I don't mean to steal the microphone On this one but it's like Honest to God Everything that I learned in the Marine Corps I can pertain throughout the rest of my life Pretty cool huh It really is It's I was one of those dudes who hung my boots up on the line In Christianito skate Out of 1-5 Make peace or die And I was like I'm out of here I didn't say F the core or anything like that, but it was like, I'm out of here, you know? And I was one of these dudes where it was like on Liberty. I was like, Jesus, the last person I want to see in the entire world is a Marine right now. Yeah. And now it's so great whenever I see Marines, especially because they're so highly effective. I mean, their plug and play mentality is just so awesome. So it's like, Hey, you want to get shit done? Yes, I do. All right, cool. Oh, sorry. I didn't mean to No, you're fine. Okay. But, uh, it's awesome seeing guys that actually want to go out and get stuff done. That wanna go out and accomplish a mission that's awesome. So anyhow.
1: But Sebastian, do you remember the question? Yeah. For,
0: <laughs> for me For me a uh a warrior beforehand was you know, uh the sound of, of boots on gravel. And the idea of carrying a bunch of shit and wearing OD and, like, whatever you could get from TV and whatever you can glean from whatever you know beforehand. It's its not a whole lot when it really boils down to it. So that's what I had to work off of was this ideal, like, all right, I know I want to fight, but I also know I want to be um benevolent or, or good with it. I want to fight for... For a, a good cause, so so I decided to join. Afterwards, it's it's now the the protector sense. It's now um, choosing why or how to fight. It's it's taking in a battle space and applying common sense to it. You yeah. know, allowing allowing for things to go wrong and and flood around it, vice stopping dead in your tracks. It, so um you know now it, it's a practical thing that uh that I apply in my daily life. You know, it, it had been and and will always be that um badassery involved, but Come but on. more than that the, the way it's it's shaped me is for for a definite positive like like Mike was talking about. But but that's how it's changed for me.
1: So you guys um You guys do the podcast Cigars and Sea Stories, and I just had the privilege, like I mentioned, to to uh, record for that. There's, you know, I've been podcasting for almost four years now. You know, I did the Veteran Empire podcast back when, you know, doing a podcast was still like you sort of explain to people what a podcast was. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, I mentioned on your show, I. I take pride in the fact that at the time, Veteran Empire was one of its kind. It was very unique, and if anybody was doing something similar to that, they were nowhere on the radar. And fast forward now, three years later, 2015. It's amazing how quickly the 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 industry has evolved. Where it sounds like it, it's the new blog. You know, people don't say I'm going to start a new blog. They say I'm going to start a podcast. I hear that far more often than I hear anything else on social media or you know, having any sort of web outlet. So, with, you know, there's a lot of military themed podcasts out there now with Command Your Business, Fire and Adjust. Um, what else? There's, uh, the, um, rep, that's an, yeah, no. yeah, um, yeah, yeah, um, like Life Marine. After the Military. There's, I've been on that podcast. Um, lit, uh, what's it? Oh, Frank Gustafson does lead, one. Lead Like a Marine. Lead like a Marine. Thank you. I was like, it's something about a Marine. I know, That's right. Live, lead like a Marine. I wanted to say live, but it's definitely leave. See, I like lead, that. Live like a Marine. That could be an interesting show right there. Right. Um, so, you know, with all these, you know, specific, you know, these podcasts are very specific to the military. A lot of them business and entrepreneurial themed. Uh, there's there's um, uh, high-speed, low-drag that uh, that John Lee Dumas and Antonio Santano do. Man, like there's so many now that are, that have gotten really good recognition. how do you see that and then decide we're gonna follow in these footsteps or at least we're gonna we're gonna get on this trail that these guys have blazed and we're gonna get into podcasting confident that you're gonna be able to provide something unique to the listener
0: well that's the beauty of it is uh for for my part i I don't have any intention other than bringing value. And I think that um hopefully is something people grab onto as far as um the love I put into uh, editing or or piecing together how we're going to release stuff and and also into highlighting different people and events and and what's really going on to veterans um bringing that to light in in a positive way, you know. So um it's not really a, a concern of mine, so to speak. I love what I do, and I, I want to continue doing it. and uh, And I hope that people will respond, but um, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna make that direct assumption. But I I do think that people will see that I'm I'm trying to do good. So that's that's for my part. Very cool. See, I think. Um
2: well, okay, so in order to better highlight why we actually chose podcasting as, you know, one of our endeavors, it, it needs to go back to the beginning of the story, so to speak. So I went through Entrepreneurship Boot Camp for Veterans. Uh, it's a fantastic program, Institute of Veteran, Military, and Families out of Syracuse University. Um, and one of my classmates, a former Command Sergeant Major Mark Garette, fantastic individual, got a hold of me. He runs Mentor Enterprises Incorporated, and he said, hey, I want to help Marines. I want to uh, create an online database and toolkit for them. He said, awesome. So that's what spurned into Bloodstripes.com, and it comes full circle in the sense that I was looking at Bloodstripes.com, which is an online toolkit for successful Marines it's all military doctrine and regulation related, but it has our own subject matter expertise and experiences, lessons learned that are tailored into it. So you can search articles, you can ask us questions. You know, if we don't have the answer, we pull in our, our pool of contributors uh, that share their experiences. So in doing that, it was like, okay... You know, how are we actually going to be able to showcase the efforts of all of these other different contributors? And then, you know, we were looking at Marines and I was like, oh, my goodness, you know, like all of these Marines are out there and they're doing phenomenal things out in the space, you know, especially fellow entrepreneurs that are out there. And then we kind of like broadened the scope a little bit more and we said, okay, there are all these fantastic veterans you know, um, you always hear as a veteran about all of these great resources, 501s, all of these other different people that are looking at gain traction. But one of the biggest issues is, is that it's almost like an unapproachable thing. Like veterans aren't necessarily afraid to ask for help, it's just, they're almost worried about whether or not they want to be, or excuse me, that they're going to be accepted because they've been ostracized in a lot of different ways. So what we're aimed at as far as like our focus is to empower specifically Marines and FMF corpsmen to come on, join the conversation. But we do that by highlighting what others have already done. You know, different veterans that have gone out there, they're making positive, effective change out in the environment and getting their stories, but not just their not just their backstory, but their C story, like what led them toward doing that? What is their actions that went into it? You know, what were the processes that they learned in the military? How did those processes save their lives when they were downrange? You know, maybe what was some of the chaos that ensued and how did they manage it at that moment in time, you know, and and how do they draw upon those experiences in order to create positive, effective change? Um, so that's really coming full circle on it is we work in a professional sense through bloodstripes.com and we help individuals from the yellow footprints to the DD-214, we got your back, and then in that transition, we're aiming to empower those individuals as they come back out into civilian society and come and join the conversation and collaborate, and that's exactly what we do. We you know We're not a one-trick pony. We go out and we collaborate with all of these other businesses and create business development. And, uh, and it's fantastic because that veteran network is there ready, willing, able, and poised to help individuals all that, like literally we're standing on the edge of the cliff, reaching down for that guy coming up. Um, and that's the coolest thing is each one of these different veteran entities that are out there are all adjacent units. They're all attacking the need. They're all helping, whether it's business to business or or business to consumer, you know, consumer to consumer, um, you know, everybody's out there and they're looking for a new task and purpose, a new mission. Um, so that's really been the biggest thing. Um, and that's what makes us different as far as our podcast and uh, and how we approach the environment.
0: But also, like touching on that, we, we try to also make it a very um, familiar feel. We try to make it as as though you're sitting there watching a bunch of guys at the smoke pit You know, half of the time they're fucking around and and they could be locked on at a moment's notice, you know, when someone comes by or 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 whatnot. But like that that familiarity is really what we're trying to push is is for for guys to not feel like there's nothing for them. Like, hey, hey, check it out. Like literally just throw on your head earphones and, and it's like you're hanging out with the boys in the barracks again. Yes. Like I tell
2: guys all the time one of the biggest things that I love telling new entrepreneurs cuz you're exactly right brother is like picture when they come walking into the lounge like when you come walking into our veteran network and you want to collaborate with us as an entrepreneur, or if you, you know, you want to just join the conversation picture, literally like swinging the door open on that lounge door, then walk in and some dudes like, and that was the third time I got crabs. And they're just like, what in the fuck kind of conversation, you know? And it's like, Johnson (laughs) married a stripper over the weekend. And it's like, why do we live an hour and a half away from Las Vegas? You know? And it's like, you know, it's all of those crazy ass moments. It's, you know, it's getting thrown off the deck at 3 in the morning. Yeah, that happened. No, it wasn't hazing. It's it. You know, it's, it's the fights that we got in on Brown Street. Tell me 1-7 and 3-7 didn't fight all the time on Brown Street. Oh. It was epic, and it was awesome. You know what I mean? But it's that environment. It's literally all the best parts of the core. That's what we're looking to convey.
1: I like that. I like that a lot. So, looking at... You know, looking at your inspirations for podcasting, what, uh, you know, you had to have at least listened to some podcasts to know that podcasting was the right medium for it. What were some of your first influential podcasts that made you realize this was the medium you wanted to take advantage of? Uh, Well, to be honest with you, and
2: not digging for compliments or anything, honestly, Veteran Empire. Um, Got to tell you, I... I was put in contact with you specifically through our buddy Chad, awesome green. Yep. And, um, and it was like, I, you know, I called you in regard to a lot of different advice. You know, also I listened to John Lee Dumas. Uh, I'm not a member of podcast paradise, but I listened to some of his how to's and read the eBooks on it and what have you. Um, you know, a lot of times when it comes to podcasting, in my own opinion, it's, who is being bold in the industry more so than um, – because that's the best content, you know what I'm saying, instead of just delivering it. You know, I can name off big guys like Mark Marin and Joe Rogan. Those are the guys that I saw who were doing podcasting, and I was like, well, why the hell aren't Marines doing this? And then, of course um, – um, you know, lead like a Marine when you see that and, and you're going, okay, you know, a little J.J. did tie buckle would be good for society. You know, and I, and I look at it, but also me personally, just kind of go into the business side of things. You look at podcasting as an industry, you look at what's going on out there. I mean, like, podcasting features are native features on our mobile phones now. Podcasting features are native on you know car consoles now um you can see where that industry shift is going and 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 the wave is growing in that direction plus also to be honest with you you can say whatever the hell you want on one of these things i mean like it's awesome. that's what's great about it
1: like, SDC can't touch dude
2: us. i'm telling you my grandmother is like oh michael that is so vulgar and i'm like don't care didn't make it for you and literally <laughs> she just looks at me and goes touche
1: Just like, okay, that makes perfect sense. My mom, whenever I I, I tell her, like, hey, mom, you should listen to this episode I did. She's like, is it nice, Tim? And (laughs) she's always referring to, like, pretty much asking me, did you cuss like a sailor on on, on your show? Like, I've listened to your stuff, Tim. I'm not pleased. (laughs) Uh, So whenever I recommend that she listens to an episode, I always have to then also uh, reassure her that there's not a bunch of profanity and, and nasty uh, stories on there uh, well,
0: I, sh- so you- I sure hope this is one of the ones that uh we can listen to here <laughs> but yeah i don't i don't uh I don't know my parents are
1: you know I, I have to thank all of my friends and family uh that they support my podcast that they share it, that they admit to me when they don't listen to it like I've talked to friends they're like I think what you're doing is great, man. like cool I've never listened to one of your shows. <laughs> I appreciate you know that you know you support and you're honest about uh, you know what's going on. But I think my parents have like I think they're still I think they're I think they're just now in the past year grasping what a podcast really is. I think for a while they didn't they really wasn't sure what it meant or like what how society viewed them uh, and like the significance of them and stuff like that. So that uh, I think. They, i don 't know if they listen to any of the shows um they don 't talk about it so i can 't imagine they listen to it but uh when I recommend that they should listen to one they they do nice yeah so let 's um you know, you you know, you've mentioned that you've stepped away from school for you know to take this opportunity in in blood stripes and and uh, cigars and sea stories and stuff like that. Obviously, making any sort of professional personal transition comes with challenges, and that's something that we use. Uh, that's something that we highlight here on the show, our challenges that our guests are facing routinely. So, uh, you know, obviously everything that you do comes with a, like a like a, a one time challenge. Um, but sometimes we encounter parts of our lives where it seems like every, you know, every seven to ten days, maybe every month, you know, like the same challenges sort of resurface and we get better at dealing with them. Um, you know, what, can you, can you guys think of anything, uh, either with your professional endeavors or even in your personal lives where that's the case right now?
2: Yeah. Um, you know, you had mentioned school specifically. Uh, my biggest thing to be honest with you is, uh, I was studying entrepreneurship, um, and wound up going to EBV and receiving that training that comes out of it. My biggest thing is education, um, Education does not need to be from a quote-unquote traditional route. Uh, Education can be through a mentorship. Like, I got a mentorship through American Corporate Partners. It was entirely free to me. Um, You know, there are a variety of different mentorship programs that are out there. Um, And also, if you're seeking an entrepreneurial route, because a lot of us, I mean, like, I, don't, I can't speak for all veterans, but it's pretty difficult going into any traditional working environment that doesn't have the same op tempo. Like, I'm not going to walk in and take banker's hours. I want to get stuff done 20, 24-7. So I need to have something that's like fast-paced, high op tempo, uh, very challenging, but I can work within my strength base. Well, in doing so, you need to sharpen the sword every day. So I, I have a long, vast, and deep library of reading lists. You know that I'm constantly going through.
1: Um,
0: He'll never
2: know, finish them. Just let you
0: Never.
1: Know.
2: I I have a list of books that I will never finish.
1: Um, nope. And I, I'm the same way. And
2: I churn through them like butter. Don't get me wrong, but it's like. But I find myself rereading things like, you know, I'm a dork for management, especially because I really enjoy. Dealing with people. I'm an extrovert. Like I'm an outgoing guy. I love being around folks. Um, so like the essential Drucker is a piece of management text that I've clung on to as sort far of as an educational based text, you know, and and that has helped me stay grounded throughout the management process of being an entrepreneur. But at the same time, I'll go and reread Gates of Fire because it's like negative, son. Like, I'm a modern day Spartan, you know, and you've got to, you've kind of got to continue maintaining that warrior ethos. It's like the mind, body, and soul, the well roundedness that goes into it. So, you know, it's, I go and I PT in order to maintain my physical fitness. I need to go and I need to educate myself, even though I did happen to step away from, you know, university as a whole I am constantly garbling up knowledge um, and also to be real honest with you you know it's it I have grown significantly in a spiritual sense as well. Um, that's from getting together with veterans that's uh, getting together with other guys who are struggling you know for a long time in the core I struggled with my drinking. Um, there are other aspects of life that require spiritual guidance uh, not in a religious sense but very much so in a love thine brother warrior sense because I fancy myself a pretty hardcore individual. So um, I've been trying to grow that soul aspect of it. Like One of the things I didn't know is I actually really enjoy cooking. Um, I knew that I was kind of okay at it, but now it's fun to go and kind of create art through food. Uh, It's cool being a writer. I had Anybody who knows me is probably laughing their ass off right now, going, "Dude, this guy writes!" Like I'm shocked that he can form a sentence. But uh, but it's funny because writing is a very cathartic thing. I love sharing those experiences with future generations of Marines and Corpsmen. But also, um, you know, I like publishing uh, different. I don't. I wouldn't call them artistic pieces, but getting the flow out, it, it puts things back in a sync. So. You know, it's definitely maintaining the well-roundedness, and if you maintain the well-roundedness, uh, it all kind of circles back to the discipline that we were bestowed, I guess you could say, as we transition into being military fighting men. So, yeah, I know I'm really long-winded, but that's my answer. wow.
1: That's a good answer, though. It's a good answer.
2: <laughs> well, thank you, Sebastian. What? <laughs> Following <laughs> those up, I just I always feel like.
0: He pointed at me folks. He <laughs> was like this is yours to answer. Oh jeez. Now, all right. So, <laughs> I really I really try to stay on top of uh of reacting in in a fear type of way. I've I've come to realize that there's there's very basic ways that we react in, in fear that are not necessary in our lives. Um Especially stepping out in an entrepreneurial sense. Uh, you, you, you step forward and you have to take courage every day. Uh, Mike always points out uh, this poem called Invictus. Um, you know, talking about your unconquerable soul. Uh, in that regard, like that's, that's a big thing for me is taking courage that, you know, hey, when I was in the Corps, I was, I was willing and able to kick down doors and run through and fully expect to be shot at like there's is, there is nothing i should fear in walking forward and trying to put something good into the world trying to t- trying to bring value um for my part i i never try to approach something and take more than i need from the situation uh or more than i deserve from a situation you know uh in business um so staying on top of that and not letting fear dictate in in any regard is is a big thing and it happens i mean it really does i i we we react so often in fear when we think too much. I got ahead of myself there, but that's that's a big thing for me is and sure, sure that's that's not an issue for me.
1: So then, you know, we're talk you know, we just talked about some of the challenges you guys are facing and, and you know, how you want to overcome them. And, you know, the show's called Fuel for Warriors and we all embrace that warrior ethos. Um what is your fuel then? What's getting you up in the morning? What's you know getting you to take on a challenges day to day?
0: I think I'll start this one. Go for it. <laughs> um going straight back into it is uh is actually talking with uh, veterans like yourself and uh other people of the same mindset. It really it really is encouraging to uh see what pe- different people are doing. And then also as you as you stroll forward like at, every once in a while you see this glimmer of an opportunity. And it's just like, you know what? I'm sure if we put some effort into that, something could start growing there. And and the more you're aware of it, the more these opportunities just flicker. And it's like, it's it's a matter of grabbing them and feeding that, you know?
1: Yeah,
2: absolutely. It's, Michael? It's interesting because I've actually undertaken a challenge posed to me by a good friend of mine. Um, he has a theory where the average person wakes up and they immediately think of themselves, oh, my back aches, which it does every day. Oh, my feet hurt, which it does every day. Oh, my knees ache, which it does every day. So that's not going to change. I have committed myself to the challenge of when I wake up every morning, it's what am I going to do to support somebody else's mission? What am I going to do to add value to the world? How am I going to um, share somebody else's story uh, you know, whether that be get their demographics that they need for their 501 or it be, hey, I need to link up. This guy is working out of this region with this other fellow over here. Literally, every single morning before I get out of bed and the feet hit the ground, I think of at least three people and, and how I can potentially support their efforts in whatever capacity. And, uh, and it sounds a little cliche and a little cheesy, but, if you really do love what you do, it can't possibly be work. Um, so I love being able to go out and support everybody else's causes. and that honestly is all the fuel that I need, even though I immediately go and pound like you know three cups of black coffee and then hightail it down into the basement where we work. But you know um, that is the fuel. that is the drive that goes into uh, to the mission here not just at cigars and sea stories but at bloodstripes.com and uh and what we're doing overall as a team of entrepreneurs so
1: absolutely and you said at bloodstripes.com is where all of your efforts are uh are organized uh, and then you know, uh links to Cigars and Sea stories and, and other things we've mentioned are there. You're on Twitter at Blood underscore Stripes. I'm assuming Blood Stripes uh as a whole is already taken. Uh
2: yes, Blood Stripes <laughs> already taken. The guy who has a wolf for his picture, uh it's the Lone Wolf, I believe. He refuses to give it up. Hopefully he does at some point. We'll see. But uh yeah they can follow us on Twitter at Cigars and sea. Follow us on Twitter uh, at Team Bloodstripes uh, is another one of our Twitter handles uh, at Team Bloodstripes. You know, and of course on Facebook um, and, and just in case there is any confusion, bloodstripes.com, an entirely professional resource devoted to Marines, uh, and FMF Corpsmen. Uh, seeking professional development and knowledge, mentorship, what have you. Cigars and Sea Stories, an entirely vulgar, messed up, locker room style lounge conversation, smoking and joking since 1775. You can listen to the podcast at cigarsandseastories.com. Um, and we will be up on Stitcher, SoundCloud, and iTunes.
1: Very cool. And, of course, when my uh, when my episode releases, let me make sure to share it with my audience. Fellas, thank you so much for joining me. It's been a pleasure talking to you about the warrior ethos, your challenges, what's inspiring you, and everything else in between.
0: Been a privilege. Semper Fi, brother. And much appreciated, yeah. Thanks for having me. Absolutely.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. I'm Tim on behalf of... Carl, Lori, and the rest of us here at Lock and Load Java. We'll see you next week.
0: Left, right, left, right, left, marching. Left, right, left, right, left, right, left, marching. When I want to give it, feel like we Something keeps living inside me, keeps yelling. Tell me push on, push harder past the limit. It's no time for the giving and stick to it when I'm giving them. It's my all and so they march for the sergeant. Ready to give it all up for the cost and just charge it. When I tell them to let it loose with the weapons, you blasting it down the mannequin, backing off what they never do. I, never give up. Not without a fight. Just to save a life, they would die, give their life. March, yeah! march, 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 march,
1: march, 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 march.